Yeah, hello, and welcome to episode 58 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is my podcast where I chat with some of the funniest people whom are online. This week's friend is a very funny comedian and actress who has appeared on Comedy Central, Drew TV, and recently a sketch on Late Night with Stephen Colbert. It's Abby Crutchfield. She's at Curly Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Now, this was a great chat and covered her work in the entertainment industry, managing multiple Instagram accounts, and how to handle trolls in a positive way. Abby was also so great in her answers to questions submitted by our listeners. Thank you, question askers. So, please enjoy Friends of the Show, episode 58 with At Curly Comedy. Podcast. <laughs> um, so, hello, welcome to Friends of the Show. This week's friend is a very funny actress, comedian, and writer seen on Comedy Central, NBC, TBS. Lives in the Big Apple, New York City. She's a working mom. Very nice online. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Curly Comedy. It's Abby Crutchfield. Welcome. Yay! What an intro. My goodness. I expected an audience full of applause. Woo! There. Yeah, I'll put it in in post. Thousands on their feet <laughs> and cheering as you're used to. So, well, yeah, welcome to the show, Abby. Thanks for having me. It's All a right. gorgeous day in New York right now. Oh, Where it sounds gorgeous. Yeah, I'm in Canada and it's still gorgeous up in here in southern okay. Ontario. So we're not too far away uh, geographically. Okay. We're probably both enjoying the same uh, same sunshine. <laughs> Um, Lovely. Are you out and about in the city? Well, I just popped downstairs to let my dogs go to the bathroom. So no, I'm just in my neighborhood. Oh, pretty cool. You're enjoying the the sights and sounds of the Big Apple. What do you see? What's going on in the city today? Everyone out We've there got, enjoying yeah. the sun? <laughs> uh, I did there. Yeah, it's a Sunday afternoon. So usually it's quiet. But now that the weather's nice, the streets are filled. And just yesterday we had a Pride Festival um, on Fifth Avenue in uh, Brooklyn so it was kind of a big deal with a lot of kiosks and stuff so yeah a lot of people come out oh nice a big day out in the city celebrating pride a lot of yeah, rainbow I feel like flags when the weather gets nicer people just multiply <laughs> not by procreation but just by cloning like they just uh probably both. In greater numbers <laughs> probably both um mm-hmm. yeah yeah finally we're finally getting some nice weather we've been uh cursed with a super long winter not very many mm-hmm. nice days so and even still like it's not uh the normal weather for june but hopefully by august may or july and august i think we're supposed to get a normal summer uh but yeah i was noticing on instagram my posts uh from march had snow in the background and i don't know it's easy to forget that yeah Once let's nice forget about that in, i just my memory <laughs> is wiped of the misery yeah, I think we need to forget about that and just embrace the beautiful sunshiny days when we get them. So yeah, great weekend weather wise. Hopefully when you're where you're listening right now, it's nice weather <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, I like just giving your your fans a weather report for the whole episode. I, I wanna know what's happening, yeah, in your neighborhood. <laughs> you're like, ooh, that, <laughs> Jeff's at it again, he's out on the corner, he's yelling. Exactly. <laughs> Do you get a lot of yeah, that? It's actually yeah. really quiet in my neighborhood. Right now, usually um, uh, there's always some drama, but it, including traffic. But no, it was dead quiet out there. I'm gonna bring the dogs inside now. We're gonna go into my quiet apartment. The dogs are in. They shout can get out. set off pretty easily. Let's let's give a stuff. shout out to the dogs. Tell us about the dogs. They are Sherlock and Watson. They are half bulldog, half Sharpay. So they've got wrinkles and smushed noses and. Most people think they're ugly, but in an endearing way. Oh, that's great. So you can find them cute. on Instagram at <laughs> bullpay attention. It's a pun. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so they got attention. their own, they got their own Instagram. They're online. Uh, <laughs> how many followers do they got? Are they popular? I think, no, not really. I think only about 500, but I'm pretty dedicated <laughs> to posting. So it's more of like a, a home scrapbook that people yeah. are invited to look at if they want to. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, I definitely, speak on Sherlock's behalf and the people who do follow are 
or engage pretty regularly, but no, I just, I haven't cracked the code on how to get them out into the world. <laughs> well, they I, don't lead very interesting lives, I guess. Hey, 500 <laughs> followers is not nothing. <laughs> this is true. 500 people can't fit in my apartment. So that's right. That's a lot of people. So a lot of fans of uh, the Sherlock and Watson. And that's a cute, uh, that's cute that they're, yeah, like a little, little duo. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Well, in reality, they, uh, they're really tight, but on Instagram, Sherlock does all the talking because he hates his brother, so he's just jealous, oh, so it's he a- always puts him down, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe that's a little uh, off-putting for people to see. They're just like, you know, it's not some like, look at my two dogs, it's like, look at this idiot. Uh, so it's like a uh there's some sort of storyline going on yeah, on Instagram. yeah yeah oh yeah i mean i have to be interested if i'm gonna be posting about it i can't just have it be like and here they are again taking a nap on my couch oh yeah i don't <laughs> care for those kind of uh internet stories like here they are sleeping again mm-hmm. it's kind of like when youtube vloggers begin hey guys it's just like how many people begin the exact same way or like, hey guys, sorry I haven't posted in a while. I've been bogged <laughs> down with studies, and it's just like, just cut all of that out and get yeah. right to the drama. The guys do not care. <laughs> no, you don't need to be greeted. Just cut. You know, it's like Shakespeare always began with uh, like action. Just go straight to the action, please. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we could learn. We could learn some stuff from that guy. <laughs> he had some mm-hmm. good stuff going on. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. You're in New York City. We've established that you got dogs. We've established it. What else yeah. can you tell us about yourself? Hit Very us, funny. Hit us with As we've already established, I'm a weather person. Been established. I'm a freelance meteorologist. Um, let's see. Well, mm. I've been, I mean, can I give you the micro details yeah. of my life? I spent the last two months growing out my eyebrows, which sounds like it's not interesting. But trust me, when you're living it, it's a, it's a painstaking process. Nothing has made life seem longer than just waiting for a few hairs to sprout where there used to just be bald skin. So I don't know if you have ever had to pluck your eyebrows in your life, but women um, are kind of taught early on, maybe even in middle school, that that it's not appropriate to just let your eyebrows grow naturally. And hopefully I, the tide's turning on that. Yeah, I have been, uh, I am adjacent to the eyebrow situation. I know my wife deals with this. And during the grow out season <laughs> or whatever, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. always is always complaining about, oh, just, oh, I hate it. I'm just like, you know, it, they look fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, first of all, nobody sees, nobody no can one, see the things that you're yeah. seeing because you're looking, I'm looking directly in the mirror, like very, very closely. But also it is weird that it seems so painful because it's just not it's just us fighting women are constantly fighting that urge that it's inappropriate to have like extra hair i mean think about how weird it seems when people have underarm hair you know that's still kind of a a random thing to see someone show full bushy pits you know yeah and if they do there's so people are like oh wow what a what a hippie what a real <laughs> yeah, hippy dippy do. Bet you got some, uh, yeah, where's your hemp farm? <laughs> you got dreads? Uh... So, um, so, yeah, there's this stigma that you're fighting subconsciously the whole way through of waiting for your eyebrows to grow in. But anyway, once they get to like uh, something that doesn't look so patchy, and maybe men experience this when they're trying to grow in facial hair. And, and if you're like, maybe you're like Keanu Reeves and you can only grow three hairs at a time on your chin. And so it's really patchy and slow. You know what, Abby? Um, you really uh, hit the nail on the head. That is my issue. I can't mm-hmm, grow a mm-hmm. good beard. Can't do it. Just doesn't fill in on the cheeks. Uh, the most I can but get is like a, a... He's a stud. He's, you know, like it's Keanu <laughs> uh, yeah. You going to tell him that he's not cool? You can do it, Steven. Yeah, you really just got to stick with it and just embrace the super patchiness of it, I guess. And then mm-hmm. one day it'll all fill, fill over itself, I guess. So here's a macro view of myself. Now that you know about my eyebrow struggles, um, I have been in New York for almost 15 years doing live comedy in some form or another, consistently with stand-up. But also in the past, I've been on a house sketch team at UCB Theater. I've done uh, independent in- improv groups. And I have... Um, taught a Twitter writing class. Like it was really just a joke writing, how to hone your own format and, and find your voice and also build an audience on social media. So a lot of what I've done through the past decade and a half has been, um, actually only what I've done has been through comedy. So kind of expressing myself creatively or encouraging others. So that's, that's not how, I don't think how your listeners might know me. I think your listeners might have seen me subconsciously like on a commercial or something. Like if they see my face and think it's familiar, it's either because they've seen me on a commercial or because my look is being used right now. Oh, yeah. It's a hot look. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
it's a, it's a very, uh, you know, um, I'm a human being with uh, all of my teeth, so it's a look that people like to use. It's a great look. And, um, yeah, thanks. And so, uh, so yeah, just to, I don't know. Is there anything else you need to know? Do you need to know, like, what my favorite snacks are? Yeah, or we'll get to the snacks. <laughs> yeah, that's a okay. great overview. Just, like, so that they have an idea that you're out there and you're in the industry. So, yeah. yeah. So we can talk about that. You got some credits. I should do a Mark Maron thing. Just open up your IMDb and just scroll through. <laughs> oh, you know what? My IMDb is actually horrible. I, I need to learn how to fix it, the way people fix their Wikipedia page, because it, it only lists some things that I've forgotten that I've done, like some very independent friends projects but it doesn't list the actual like maybe comedy central's on there but i've been on broad city but i've also was on the president's show when they did uh uh like um it's a Anthony did a great donald trump impression and so this president's show i believe was on for two seasons but then they got renewed for a special so it was like a, a long special and kathy griffin was in it um playing kellyanne conway so uh i was on that i've been um an on-camera host for people on their online streaming morning show, people now. So I got to interview a ton of celebrities during oh, the time cool. I did that. Who was some? Who were some good guests that you? Uh, who did you talk to on that? I liked Fifty Cent. I Fitty. liked Rob Reiner, Kevin Nealon, Jenny McCarthy was very cool. Mm. Um, Morgan Freeman was, I think, my very second guest. Oh wow! And um, and so I was still very very nervous, but like uh, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a lot of people in the reality TV world come through there, right? And um, and you do a lot of royal baby coverage. I can't believe how many <laughs> royal babies exist now. Back then, it seemed like a lot, I'm, but they just I'm keep on coming. Pretty sure that royals and royal baby coverage are really what's keeping people going. <laughs> like those Some are the, people. Like those, that's their life. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like those um, those issues of the the royal, like the first pictures of baby George and his suspenders, like special edition with like the gold border or whatever. I uh, mm-hmm. I happen to know some older folks who uh, definitely will never not buy every single royal baby pictures ish- issue of uh, people and they have a huge Absolutely. like s- stack <laughs> fading in the living room there's or whatever. just something like, about it and it is funny to think that people make their primary living off of that i love niche jobs like that like um, right. if you run a doggy bakery or something or uh, you do goat yoga like it's a very very specific kind of job to have Mm-hmm. Yeah, people who, yeah, and, and I think in England, whatever, it's pretty big too with the uh, people like make a plate for everything. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You commemorative or plates. a spoon. Yeah, any, something commemorative. It keeps the shelving industry in business. Oh, uh, yeah. It? The tchotchke industry. Because you can't just have, you can't just like plates flat. You got to have them upright. You, yeah, you got, you need to stand. <laughs> when I was younger, we would get the Sunday paper and there would always be the comics that I would go for right away, but there was a little. Um, smaller insert called Parade Magazine, and it kind of covered celebrity news, and it had like a Q&A with a genius named Marilyn Savant. But anyway, the part I liked was the advertisements for collectibles, and there would be like ceramic angel babies and commemorative plates and, and coins. And I don't know why. It was just like the fact that they were in a studio and had their own spotlight just always made them seem really special to me. Not that I ever wanted them, but I always like going to that page and being like, what are people collecting now? Yeah. We're like, who is buying this stuff really? And where is it going? It's like, and I'm a horrible collector. Oh, go on, Steve. Go. No, no. It's like, uh, what you, I finally found out where it is. It's like in those episodes of hoarders, you're like, Oh, there's some of the stuff. It's under that big pile of stuff in this hoarders house. Like, Oh, that person bought it. Boop. Beep. Boop. Beep. Boop. Boop. Okay, so you were saying... Oh, did I disconnect? Um, yeah, I was saying... Yeah, like, I, missed, at, I missed the last thing you said. It was about hoarders, and that's where the stuff goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's what I was going to say about me. It's like, I, ideally, when you collect something, it's because you love it and treasure it, so you want to keep it dusted all the time and on prominent display in your home. But if you you know go crazy for something, you just run out of space. So you, I have nail polish that I initially was going to put on a shelf in one room of my house, like by my vanity and picture 50 bottles on the wall. Now it's gone like upwards of 2000. And so it's spilling out of drawers. It's oh in shoe boxes. I'm looking at it right now. It looks, yeah, it looks like a hoarder's house. Holy so God. I definitely, that was something I wasn't going to disclose, but now, you know, and <laughs> now you we know, let's get into it. Nail art so Instagram that is a lot. Okay. All art. right. There's yeah. a reason. So let's get into it. You got different Instagrams. You got your pet Instagram. What other Instagrams? The nail yeah. art is a good one. 
Yeah, the nail art uh, has a, almost the same following as my comedy regular Instagram. Um, so Curly Comedy is my regular personal Instagram where I kind of cover my live comedy shows and just daily life. And then Curly Comedy Nail Art is a very, very nerdy nail polish site. So it's not just pictures of the my own nail art that I paint on my nails, but it's like times I've gone shopping for nail polish, uh, discount finds techniques, like things I've borrowed from YouTube. So it's just very... If you don't like nail polish, you'll learn to like obsess about it. If you if you follow me long enough, you'll be like, "Ooh, I need to know what this formula is like." Mm. What's the viscosity on that one? Viscosity is important, right? Do you want it? You want a good thickness, right? You want it to glomp right on. Yeah, you like it to be opaque, uh, or you have to learn how to deal with it if it doesn't go on really easily. Just I like to figure out like what's the right way to paint this to also make it look nice if it's very patchy or if it's like yeah very congealed. So I was posting pictures on my regular comedy account too often, and so I thought I need to take this elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when people have their own private baby account when they have a kid because yeah. they're just like I'm obsessing, and now people are getting tired of this. So, uh, so they make their own account for their kids so they can just do it to their heart's content. Yeah, it's good. It's smart. And for when people, you know, if you have this one niche, uh, speciality or whatever that you're into Mm -hmm. and people are sort of like your general (laughs) friend base is like, uh, you know, maybe a little (laughs) bit enough with the, with the one specific thing. That's a good, that's a good time where you're like, oh, I should start my own thing for this. And then the people who really want to can seek it out. Like the people who are really into the nail polish scene or whatever, you know, general, Mm -hmm. like the makeup blog scene is pretty huge. And I'm sure there's tons of subsets of all different kinds right oh yeah someone's an eyeshadow lady (laughs) yeah and there are hobbyists out there with the weirdest thing on instagram you'll find like slime videos of just people who like to dig their fingers into you know just i guess toy gack or like kids kids slime and other people who like to listen to it so it's got and i also found like by accident i found like a latex fetish community so it's not just like one person showing off their various latex masks like people show off their new pairs of shoes but it would be other people who are like commenting oh you're so good at that i want to learn how to do this and i'm just a novice latex wearer and i'm like how how is this how does this have levels my gosh yeah there's a niche for every little subreddit community there's like a niche yeah yeah, and people who are really interested in that one thing and Mm -hmm. you know that's how the internet works and that's why it's great it's for like micro community building (laughs) like yes yes and now how i know you how you're a part of my community is through twitter so i spend a ton of time and energy just crafting jokes and sharing them with people who I think are funny and trying to build an audience of people who think I'm funny on Twitter at Curly Comedy. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why we're all there. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are uh, mutuals, let's say. <laughs> and uh, What's up, friends? Yeah, what's up? Shout out to all the mutuals. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. Send us a note uh, if you're a mutual <laughs> and you enjoy comedy. Yeah. Oh, um, there's finally a motorcycle. I don't know if you picked that on up. On time. Yeah. Was that yeah. Keanu Reeves <laughs> riding down the street? <laughs> it probably was. He's like, did somebody call me? <laughs> He's good at making entrances. Well, the perfect timing. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a nice segue. So, online friends, you're uh, you're net- making a good network, community online. Um, so, yeah, me too. That's what we're doing. So, what are some things that uh, are key elements of m- building f- nice online relationships uh, with people online? Okay, well, let me talk about, like, etiquette first, because I don't really know how you can build a true friendship, like chemistry. I don't know where that comes from. And also effort of getting to know a stranger through the Internet. I don't really know how to do that because Mm -hmm. I keep people at a distance unless we are going to interact regularly in real life. Um, But when it comes to, like, generating kind of, you know, a community online, I think that you have to, if you like someone, let them know you like them. So you can't just stalk them by like consuming their, their comedy and retweeting them. I think it's good to engage by like replying or if you're going to shout them out, like with a follow Friday or some kind of promotion endorsement, you should say why you like them. Oh. And not only because it tells your followers who already trust you why they should listen to this guy you think is funny or this woman you think is funny, but it also shows the person you think is funny, you know, that you're paying attention. And it's, you know, it's very flattering to them. So I think, um, yeah, when it comes to creating an online community, follow people who are like-minded, who are posting stuff that you care about, uh, whether it's funny or not, and then um, engage with them by sharing their work with your followers, commenting on them, giving them an endorsement, which is like an individual tweet about it. 
And that's a good start. And then, uh, you know, like there's another, I've seen different ways of people doing it. Sometimes people will just creep into your comments. They happen to follow you, but they never retweet you. They just always reply to your stuff. Yeah. And, and if you reply, their replies are always funny, then that's another way of kind of endearing yourself to them. Um, them or how they've endeared themselves to me, I should say. Uh, but, uh, but I prefer the first method of just like, Hey, I see your work. I like your work. I'm sharing your work with friends and I'm going to compliment you publicly. It's like kind of like a, I think a much better way to do it than just sliding into someone's DMS and complimenting them. I feel like that's much more, uh, forward. Yeah. That's a little too forward. It's, it is, it's forward and it's also not public, right? So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, that old, uh, that old business thing, like, um, praise in public, uh, shame in private, not shame, but, uh, scold in private <laughs> like or whatever. Criticism. Yeah. 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 Criticize in public and in private. Um, so the same sort of idea. And those are, I mean, those are three great key points. Um, and, uh, you mentioned about engagement, engaging with the content or the, the tweets and stuff that you, uh, like or are interested mm-hmm. in. And it is, it is a good, um, uh, bear it is a good barrier breaker for if it is a stranger you know like mm-hmm. it's not just someone who's liking and retweeting because it's like oh that shows up once but if you're replying if you're trying to engage with them uh that's mm-hmm. like another level right like you're taking the time to sort of try and get a conversation going and if they're interested yeah. in your end then yeah that's a great start for a potential uh online relationship yeah for sure and then you can check in on people now I, what i've noticed lately is there seems to be like more of a connection or more of an intimacy level than what I was initially like. I joined Twitter in 08 and I didn't start really making regular jokes on there till 2010. So it's been about nine years of doing like treating it just like comedy. But what I notice now is these communities of people who consider themselves friends who also happen to be funny. Sometimes they'll just say, Hey, here's a selfie of what I'm doing on Friday night. Now reply with your selfie. And I'm sure you've seen that many times. Because I see it pretty much every other day now. But it works. It just gets all these people to, like, have their friends come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, you know me. I'm sitting on my farm. Or someone else would be like, it's just me and my dog because my leg's still broken. And that's another great way, too, to stay in touch and, like, you know, keep top of mind of what's going on in people's lives. And it's also an outlet for people to be able to share what's going on in their life. Dang, that's true. Yeah, whatever drives engagement, right? Because that's the key to a good community. Like an engaged community is good. And yeah, mm-hmm. while those selfie calls aren't really the normal content, you'd say like jokes are sort of the normal mm-hmm. for the community. But those are sort of great check-ins to be like, oh yeah, we're still here. We're engaged. And what are we doing right now? Because it's like mm-hmm. everything is just now, right? Like it only matters what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's which is sort of- cool about the internet because like not everybody's located in the same state. So if it is just you and your friends on a text thread, that's one thing. You guys will eventually meet up at your local diner. But when you have a friend, you know, across the world, it's a really great way to connect because you guys are like minded. You click. You like to laugh together. And now you can also share in your boring monotony together. Yeah. And be like, oh, wow, that's what being bored over there is like, as opposed to what being (laughs) bored here is like. Yeah, we're all just on our phones. But you're on your phone in a very cool place where I've never been. Exactly. Like your backdrop is fascinating. Or even just like, uh, I was, <laughs> I was talking to a direct, oh, we haven't even talked about chat rooms yet, but I have this great chat room that I love. It's all women comedians. And, um, and we go there most of the time to like talk draft help, you know, like, Hey, I'm writing a joke. What do you think of this? And then we tweak it for each other. But, um, but lately just like, this is what I'm plagued by in my life. Like right now I hate <laughs> this thing going on, you know? And so, uh, so I sent a picture, <laughs> this is so dumb, but I sent a picture of a friend, um, in France who like, I was just like, I feel like I'm stalking this person cause I'm the only person that ever comments on their, uh, posts. And I sent a screenshot of just me being like, Abby likes this. And they just, they noticed that he was on a boat and that on the boat there was Doritos brand salsa. And they're like, Hmm, you're friends with someone who buys Doritos brand salsa. <laughs> It's just such a tiny little niche thing to notice, but it's just like, you're right. We only, I don't know why Tostitos is somehow better, but it's just kind of like in France. The ubiquitous brand. Yeah. here. I just like, well, I extrapolate. I like to imagine just in France, we, we buy everything that's made by Doritos except for the actual chips. We just, uh, (laughs) don't you enjoy Doritos brand ice cream? I mean, Doritos has its claws in a lot of different things in the snack game. In the whole, it's worldwide. In the food baby. game, yeah. I mean, their uh, partnership with Taco Bell was a real game changer. <laughs> yeah. 
It's true. Although now they're just like giving away the Doritos Taco Loco. They're like, if you just show up, we'll just give you a Dorito yeah, Loco and th- Taco. And I think there was some bad press maybe with that, uh, the guy, the guy, rapper getting sick. Remember that? Because oh, he was no. eating the Ooh, fl- It was Lil Xan, I think, because he was eating too many flaming hot <laughs> Cheetos. That's what they said. <laughs> oh, snap. I love flaming hot Cheetos. So I think maybe that, I don't know uh, it, if that panned out to be true, but that's what he, <laughs> I think that was his diagnosis. Mm-hmm, <laughs> he like, mm-hmm. uh, was like, these flaming hot Cheetos. You know what? Excess is always going to be a problem. It's moderation is key, kids at home listening who don't know the word moderation. Yep, be sure to moderate chat rooms. That's what we're talking about, right? (laughs) Oh, I hate, that is such a responsibility. I hate uh, being invited into too many DM rooms. And then for some reason, when you want to leave one, you just have to leave them all, which is so sad. (laughs) But it's just like you get overwhelmed. I don't know if if the average Twitter user has this problem because I didn't learn about DM rooms until, honestly, one or two years ago. And, um, And it was the one, are you in the teeth chat room? One about teeth? Nope. Okay, there's one about teeth. Yeah, it's great. It's I've I've, I've heard about guys. this, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. But uh, and shout out to Brandon, <laughs> the teeth, yeah, teeth father. So anyway, it's just random, but I'm sure all DM rooms are like this. But um, and even great ones that you have a great time in. You just sort of like I can't keep getting all these updates, and someone will say, "Well, just mute the updates," and yeah. then you try to mute it, and it doesn't work, and you're just like, "I need I need a life back." So yeah, DM rooms are like a step too far for me. I only like one or two at a time. Yes. Yeah. And so that's the trick. It's a spectrum, right? Some people can handle more DM rooms and some people are like, you know, it's it is too much. It's like a 24 seven nonstop Mm -hmm. chat in your pocket with uh, all the people who are in it. Right. Uh, Chatting and they could be all from all over the world, different time zones. So, you know, like middle of the night chats going off. Exactly. And if for some reason you had notifications on, that would be insane. I remember I got added to a DM room and I was in a movie and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I just felt my phone just like going off and I was like either one of my tweets is going viral which I highly doubt or so so I had to like take my phone out in the theater and like mute the mute like I had been added to two DM rooms actually at the same time that's why it was super nuts I had to freaking that's funny and uh yeah I had to mute them but uh it is it is it is a lot right so you have to that's nice though that makes you feel pretty popular <laughs> it feels good getting added to a dm room especially if you're with uh, a bunch of like-minded people and maybe some new people that you didn't mm-hmm. didn't exactly. know before right so uh, it definitely gives you a chance to follow people in a more kind of like they've been vetted for a way did exactly. you catch me on that i feel like i there yeah, you go yeah 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 yeah, exactly. So yeah. when you get added, you could be like, oh, so it was like I follow already 80% of the people in the room are mutuals. Who are these other 20%? Mm-hmm. Go check them out, mm-hmm. check out their stuff, maybe give them a follow uh, and yeah. uh, test it out. It's just it's a good way to sort of meet new people. Yeah, you're right. But also it is a lot, right? And, and a lot of people do leave mass leave uh, DM rooms or they'll take breaks very frequently. Uh, and it's understandable yeah. because, yeah, it's a lot. Like if you're a person who sort of compulsively checks and you have to check everything on your phone uh or like all the right. get updated on everything when you check then i can see how that would be extra time consuming if you already are in a few group chats and you get added to one more that's just one extra thing and you open up that group chat and it's like for sure 350 missed messages like how are you ever gonna well, who, who owns a phone that isn't all about checking their notifications like i just don't know anybody who doesn't <clears throat> knee jerk like that's how i think how we're, our brains work so i think our brains have been changing your, your yeah. mind. it's changing yeah, yeah, our yeah. brains it's really screwing us up uh and we'll definitely see the results of it in the next like 50 years or something well, or maybe know. sooner i'm not a scientist i can't prove that that's true but, but oh no for sure and, and even like physically right like all of our shoulders and necks are like slunch slouched forward uh it's like when you look oh, down no. it's like the, it's like six pounds of pressure on your the back of your neck or whatever so like the back of our oh. necks are getting super like screwed up uh, from like looking down at our phones, and uh, and that's just one of the things. Like that's not, is this that's, what Google Glass was trying to fix? They're like just I put guess it in so. front of yeah. your eyeballs. That's guys. what it should and, be. And we're like we're not wearing glasses, nerd. Yeah, it should be like that episode of Star Trek Next Generation where everyone gets uh-huh. addicted to that video game, and it would look Ooh. just like Google Glass. It just projected it right onto your eyeball. 
Oh, I didn't see that one. That's oh man, hilarious. it's a what, what it's a Wesley it's a Wesley uh, focused one. <laughs> it's a Wesley oh, episode. Oh yeah, because he's the youth. <laughs> yeah, he's the young. No, he was. The, yeah, he was. Uh, he was like the, the he he didn't get addicted to the game or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, everyone, check out Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> I just might. I gotta look up which which season that came out in because like you know that people are inspired by real life events when they write shows like that. So it's like I wonder what, was what trend. What, yeah. It wasn't Pokemon Go because that was much later. It must the have been like gen. Nintendo, one of the earlier consoles like right it yeah, been like yeah, when yeah. people were like oh video games are bad for the youths well that's what you were, you were just like oh this it, the social media is bad for you know it's bad our yeah physical <laughs> bodies going long term but everybody i think it's just natural to fear what kind of bad is technology going to bring like we all want it we like we all want the jetsons lifestyle but then once we have it we're like oh, how is this going to change things for the worse yeah, exactly. And if you the new episode of Black, the new season of Black Mirror just dropped, so ooh, ooh. I, I was so burned by Bandersnatch. I like hated it so much. Mm. I, I just thought I can't watch shows that are a waking nightmare. I have nightmares on my own. I don't <laughs> right. need extra ones while I'm awake. Yeah, actually, yeah, I skipped that one. So Ugh. that's the only one well, that I haven't seen. It does not get my band my stamp of approval. Although you know, entertainment wise. The talent was good and the directing was mm-hmm. good, yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. as far as the story goes, not my cup of tea. And kind of an interesting thing, right? Like an, it's like outside of the box, even though it's like sort of a thing that's been done. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like a known thing, but like they didn't realize that they had like the infrastructure to sort of pull that off, right? Yeah. You mean Netflix? Yeah, being, Netflix. Like had, giving people the option? Giving people yeah. the option, yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? This is in the 90s. They had um, – <laughs> I know this because in Living – no. Living Single was on. This is a show about four women who are friends and professional, working professionals. And so, like, whatever network that was, maybe it was Fox, maybe it was CW or something, they uh, had a promotion with one of the fast food chains, like maybe Burger King. And they were like, if you get this scratch-off card, it w- it'll be it'll be smell-o-vision. So when you watch this episode <laughs> of this particular show, and I remember one was in Living Single. I'm sorry, Living Single. I keep confusing it with In Living Color. Living Color. color. And living color, so living single, which is living single. Uh, they were eating breakfast, and they're like scratch off number four, and it was just the smell of waffle syrup. But it was such an artificial maple syrup smell, and I was like, "This is smell of vision." So anyway, that's what that reminded me. of. I think that's a genius idea. How come they haven't tried that again? You could do it with like TV shows. Be like scene one. Scratch yeah, this. Files in the Scene morgue. two, the guy farts. Scratch this one. <laughs> this guy farts. Scratch it. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, they should. I mean, if they can sell jelly beans that taste like boogers, why not? Why not? Yeah, science. Why? <laughs> We're waiting for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they have stuff like that though already. They have um, movies that are 4D or whatever. Ooh, they, uh, where they like yeah. spray water. I think that's the main. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I went to Atlanta, uh, Georgia, and the Coke Museum, I believe, has a theater that that has an interactive kind of seat that makes you. I think that's where it was. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, the seat, seat will move, and then they'll spray water on yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah, it's the rumble seat. I haven't gotten sprayed on yet, but, but yeah. All right, very good. Coming, did you hear they're coming up with, like, an adult theater that has the same concept? I feel like all the late-night shows made fun of it already, so there's no <laughs> use in bringing it up now, but just, like, the idea that <laughs> you're getting... The feeling part of it is, like, the least thing, the last thing you want to do. Yeesh. Speaking of yeah. late night shows, weren't you just featured on a late night show? I was. I got to be in a sketch on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and Jeff Goldblum was starring in it. It's called Let Jeff Goldblum Do Your Taxes. That's so great. I mean, Jeff Goldblum, enough said, like, legendary. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would <laughs> I would be, uh, yeah, uh, that would be like a life bucket list thing just to, like, meet him, right? So yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah, really cool. I, I didn't get to meet him on the shoot, but I had met him when he was on Broadway. He did a show called The Pillow Man, and I stayed after back by the door where he would sign autographs, and he came out, and I took a picture with him and got to talk with him then. So that was really, really fun. And then getting to work with him later, yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, very cool. Um, so you did it. <laughs> Stephen was reading a magazine at the time. I told that story. 
You're like, hmm, huh? Yeah, great. Well, I was going to try to do a Jeff Goldblum impression. I'm like, wait, have I ever tried that? No, it's not going to work. No, I should not do that. Almost, check, check, check. So I started to do it, and then I'm like, this isn't really anything. People are definitely not going to know what I'm doing, and you definitely did not know what I was doing, but well, that's fine. Well, on the fine. bright side, you've got, you've got, here's my impression of a guy who uh, wasn't listening, <laughs> very good at pretending like he was listening. Here's my guy bailing on a Jeff Goldblum impression. And uh, (laughs) there you have it. That's hey, that's an innovative impression that no one's ever seen before. Well, we did it. All right. So we talked about online friends, but have we talked about trolling? Uh Oh, Oh, trolling. All right. So I believe that a troll is just a friend waiting to happen. Oh, wow. That's a very positive, uh, optimistic view. Well, you've already got their attention. They're already taking time out of their day to see what's going on in your world. They're right. just flipping it and making it negative. Um, I've had, uh, I've not had a ton of experience with trolls. I only had one death threat ever, and it was very, very veiled. But it was, um, but I'm talking about it because it really frustrates me that, like, my joke was totally missed. And maybe <laughs> I, as a comedian, failed because I didn't right. make the connection. But Black Panther had just come out. Stan Lee was still alive. And and I had not seen Black Panther, but I had seen other Stanley films. So I know that what's famous about him is he makes a cameo in these movies that are based on the comics he's created. And so I said, Black Panther could have had an all black cast if Stan Lee wasn't always doing those cameos. It was something like that. <laughs> and it was just supposed to have like comic yeah. book nerds be like, oh, that's funny because he's that's always funny. in them. You know, like they were. Oh, you know what? I said it wrong. My joke was Black Panther would have had an all black cast, except Stan Lee is still alive. And oh, so that okay. was supposed to make you make the connection of like, oh, yeah, if he's alive, he's going to be in this movie. Right. So anyway, people were like, what are you saying? You wish he was dead? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should die. Like, I got several versions of that. of oh, just like, no. yeah, people you're who, crazy lady. Yeah, they misunderstood the joke part of it because of the, the wording. And then, yeah, they had to yeah. flip it with their own negativity. They did. And and truly, like, if you didn't think I was joking and you thought I was very angry, <laughs> yeah. like a, what a harsh thing to say. I'm like, too bad that old fart's still kicking because this movie almost could have been progressive for my people. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just I just thought that was absurd. But but it didn't I don't respond to that. Like, I didn't then write him back and say, no, let me explain the joke. I you just didn't kinda, flip these trolls because you're talking yeah, about flipping them. Flip <laughs> have <laughs> you flipped a troll? Have you flipped some good trolls? Uh, have I ever flipped a troll? I feel like um, there was one woman who was very pro-Trump. And so every time I did something that I guess could be detected as liberal, and I don't do a ton of political tweets unless something is trending, I'll do it late night style and try to say what's funny about this thing that everybody's talking about. But apropos of nothing, like unprompted, I do not sit there and rant about the administration. So anyway, if it was just about like, guns she would always insert like actually as a gun carrying member of the nra blah 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 and i was just like okay thanks for the extra info like it just became irritating but i would just respond with the one positive thing i could see in her thing of just like she'd be like actually i have my daughter and i teach her how to shoot blah blah blah. i'd be like oh that's cool you're a good mom you know like just you know it sounds like you like spend some time with your kid and i would uh just kind of what is that called where you undercut with kindness what yeah i kind of kill them with kindness of just like see the good and what they're saying so that they get distracted it's kind of like when my toddler she's one and a half if she's throwing a tantrum i can I try to empathize with her and see where she's coming from. Yes. But also, if I can just distract her, she forgets it all. You know, she's just not <laughs> as mad anymore. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not letting you have lip balm right now, am right. I? But what is this shiny spoon? And she'll be like, <laughs> oh, spoon, you say. <laughs> That's good. Good mom's good momsmanship there. The, the classic yeah, you just hope, distract them. <laughs> you just hope to have the energy to distract. It takes work, honestly. Like It takes more effort to just ignore. Um, I'm sorry, less effort to ignore yes. a troll. And more effort to go back in there and make a friend. But honestly, it's usually, you know it's coming from not a place of boredom uh, or often a place of hate, but usually a place, place of like self-loathing or yeah. life is hard. Sarah Silverman has like a super well-known moment where a troll was just attacking her and she kind of reached in and tried to see what was going on in his life and he ended up suffering from maybe chronic back pain and then she helped him like raise money to get it taken care of or something like that like she used her following to kind of turn the tide on that conversation yes a lot of the time a lot of the time the super angry 
uh, trolls who are just only spewing like very vitriolic hate and stuff like that. It's I mean it's obviously something uh, that they're trying to work through on their own personal yeah, uh, cells, right? Usually, like usually you have to know that. But honestly, if you're on social media and you're feeling very vulnerable, and then someone attacks you on top of that, I don't expect you to have the strength to then become their therapist. I don't think you need no. to put up with that. Um, so I think only if you're in a healthy place and you have the time, you should give most people the benefit of the doubt. Because I've told people before. I remember uh, <laughs> I made a joke. Of, I was trying to build on a joke that that Mr. George Wallace, that's his handle, that comedian, legendary comedian George Wallace <laughs> Legend. Wrote. I think he was singing the Empire Carpets theme. It was just some, you know, he was he's dabbling with his very absurd voice on, on Twitter. It was really, really fun. And so I was like telling him, you know, uh oh, sounds like you're having a stroke. You know, as this is just like a catchphrase <laughs> in my household. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> it's not very uh, sensitive to people who have had strokes. No. So he just was like, I think he called me an asshole. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who's this asshole telling me I'm sick? You know, and it's just like I hit yeah. a nerve and I <laughs> yeah. just kept apologizing. Like, no, I was trying to be funny uh, and it yeah. failed. Sorry. But I know what that's like. Like, if he didn't yeah. think I was trying to be funny, if he just thought I was out of here being like, you old, sit down. Yes. You know, that's, that's and I think that's a lot of the, a lot of it, the miscommunication leads to these, like, little mini uh, skirmishes, uh, these little mini back and forth on Twitter. It's like, if someone uh, reads a joke tweet seriously or reads a serious tweet as a joke or, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. get the nuance or doesn't get, like, who is actually communicating the statement, you know, like, you don't know that it's actually the creator of the video game who that you're mm-hmm. talking to who like said something about the video game that you disagree with but it's like you know who created the video game it's mm-hmm. like and these people will reply without actually knowing anything about who they're talking to it's kind of it's kind of really mind-blowing but uh yeah it's sort of it's just part of the the internet culture that we're dealing with here i mean i'm not gonna act like i haven't been there i've been obtuse you know or i've wanted my voice heard and thought like nope my opinion matters more than this guy so i'm gonna speak up and it just and it comes across as trolling and it's like okay now i know you know you just yes but we all have to learn the lesson right (laughs) yeah you have to know that other people have their off days too well because you're saying that you've been on twitter since what 2010 did you say 2008 is when I I found this out. I researched (laughs) when my account was created. But uh, yeah, uh, and I totally used the early days were just like getting tacos. Like it was very boring. Hashtag tacos. (laughs) I didn't get it because, you know, prior to that, there was MySpace had a status at the top. Like, what are you doing? It was like some kind of question. And so it would say your name. It'd be like, Abby is. And then you'd say having a taco. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, okay, so Twitter's just a, it's like that, but since you're doing multiple things during the day, it gives you a chance to change your status constantly. Yes. <laughs> so it was just a very chronic, and I, I still didn't see the point, but I thought it was good for family. I thought it was like, okay, right, just if keep your track. family doesn't have time to call you and see where you are, you can just say, hey, I went to, um, uh, you know, El Jarapeo today to have some tacos. Great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, people sort of, and it has evolved and people sort of figured out how to use it differently. But that's, that's why I didn't join uh, for so long, but like from 2008 to 2011 or whenever I joined, because I was like, well, why do I need another Facebook status update? I can just mm-hmm. like use a Facebook You're status right, yeah, update, Facebook but I don't, I don't use that on yeah. Facebook. So why would I use it on a separate thing? Um, right. Is what I was thinking. But then, uh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can post jokes and meet cool people and like yell at Shaq or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I was all about meeting people who are working in my field, including Shaq. So it was, for me, it was always about networking and it was always about whatever your tweet feed is. It's a record. It's like a portfolio of your jokes. Yes. So um, that's different than I think how, how people use it today and how I maybe use it is like, there are a lot of people who are funny who just do not aspire to write professionally or don't have the means to like, change their career and overhaul it so they just want to live in the non-entertainment industry town where they live and just be funny and you know connect with famous or non-famous people and so that's that's yeah like you just said it's it's more about like joking with your friends than it is about (sighs) submitting a what do you call it a submission packet a packet so yeah submitting a packet yeah it's, it's a little bit different for for most people and i think no matter who you are on twitter you can use it how Ever you want but that's how I use it so I don't always retweet things with swears I know I said the a word here on your show and I apologize but I <laughs> I kind of try to keep it clean because that's on stage when I joke I don't right. use swear words so that's my good. twitter kind of reflects my stage persona 
Yeah, you got a tight brand, curly comedy. So that was pretty good that you were able to lock that down. How did you do that? Or you just um, decided that that was your thing? You're like, oh, this is available. <laughs> yeah, what did I think? I thought that uh, my name didn't fit. I was going to go Abby Crutchfield. And I also, so at the time they were, it was like cutting off two of the letters or one of the letters. Oh, yeah. So I just thought, I don't want to be a Crutchfield. And people probably won't know how to spell Abby anyway. So if I stay on stage, hey, follow me on Twitter. I'm Abby Crutchfield. That's <clears throat> A-B-B-I, like ice cream. Like I just thought it <laughs> yeah, you'd have too to long add to explain an extra... it. So I thought I need to say something that audibly people know how to spell when they hear it. And surprisingly, people do not know how to spell curly. Sometimes they want to add an E, but whatever. So uh, curly comedy, my hair is curly. I just thought, like, what's one thing about me that you see instantly and you know? And then in the comedy part is just like, it was in, from an era, like the mid-aughts was when everybody had a website and <laughs> their website, they thought the URL had to explain what you were going to. So you couldn't just go to, yeah. you know, uh, jerryseinfeld.com. You had to go to seinfeldthecomedian.com. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So so that's why, yeah. So the branding had to do with that. And <laughs> also I thought curly comedy can lend itself to all kinds of products. I was building an empire in my mind. I was like, J-Lo is entering <laughs> perfume. So I was like, why can't I do it too? But it uh, turns out in uh, the modern celebrity worship culture, you should use your full name. Right. Yes. They, 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 that was they even before it. verification. I joined before people were getting verified. And then when, when people were starting to get verified, it was because you were a known celebrity. Then people in journalism were getting verified that you had never heard of who didn't have a ton of followers. And I became obsessed with like, well, I'm a public person. So why can't <laughs> I get verified? Yes. The verified game was very big uh, at one point. And yeah, and it was um, so all these journalists who were, you know, maybe you've never heard of because they just write on some blog, but they're affiliated with a verified organization who like vouches for them and that's how they get verified. Um, yeah. But then there's all these other people who sort of maybe should be verified, but like either they don't care, they haven't followed up with their like management team or something like that, or they just, you know, don't mm-hmm. care for whatever reason. And then there's other people who are like, you know, middle level who are aspiring to be someone you know to have a voice and mm-hmm. getting the blue check mark would be a huge boost right because then you get um cert you get like boosted in all the searches and everything like that so like i can yeah definitely see why people would want to be verified it's a crazy game and when they suspended verification so many people got mad and when they, they take your check mark away they did. yeah you could no longer apply for it there <clears> was <throat> just one yeah there was i got in a good time where like i had applied probably four years in a row and I even tried through when I worked at College Humor, like everybody mm-hmm. right before I joined the staff had gotten verified because BuzzFeed had gotten verified. Yeah. They decided like online um, news Bloggers, coverage yeah. counts as journalism. So BuzzFeed News got verified. Then BuzzFeed uh, writers got verified. So College Humor was like, hey, BuzzFeed's our competitor for comedy material. We should get verified. So they all did. And then I joined. And I'm like, well, if you guys have a tick, can I have a tick? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, you can ask. And yeah. they were like – whoever they was like the people who they directed me to to write to were like sorry not at this time we're no longer doing that oh my god so just for years i just kept trying to do it in a legitimate way of like hello i write for this publication (laughs) or hello i'm a comedian who's been on this television show and that television show and it was just kind of like nope nope yeah access denied and then one day somebody told me out of the blue like hey well one guy tried to tell me hey you can buy your verification this way and i was like no i am broke and i don't think that's legit but uh, after that window passed, there's another guy who said, just uh, include your credits and fill out this form. So I did, and I got verified. And then um, and then I told my husband to do it, to do it too because he's a comedian, Luke Thayer. Shout out. And he's got credits and stuff. But they closed that window. They were, he's like, "What? where's oh. that link? It's broken. It didn't work. And then it's like, yep, they took it away. Dang, you got in so just under the wire after missing the in, other yeah, wire. I missed, exactly. I missed other easy windows, and then I got a different easy window. <laughs> so maybe another window's coming. Wow. Well, you know, I did try it one time. I was like, why not? Just want to see what it's like. Just yeah. fill out the little application and see, uh, you know, how quickly they say no, no because I'm really nobody uh, of note. So uh, it did not it did not work. But, you know, I tried and, uh, and, it, and it was eye opening. Right. Like 
for a while I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. Like, it'd be really neat if I was verified. But then yeah. also, why? Like, do I really need that? No. Well, you have Does a podcast it... now, so it's not like you're not in the public. You're a public figure. Pub- yeah, and I did have the podcast at the time. That's what I was thinking. So I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But the, yeah. like, the podcast isn't verified. And I guess also any literally anyone can do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, you have to be submitted, submit to it on iTunes. But they basically will, will if you if your link works, they'll pretty much put you through. That's cool. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, and also it doesn't mean everything for me. I think like, especially in entertainment, there's a ton of little milestones you can have, like notches on your belt that make you feel like, okay, I belong now. But ultimately you have to be the one that tells yourself you belong. You know, if you're not in a union, you don't have representation, but you are making the art and you are developing your craft and you're getting better at it, then that's truly and you're getting paid at it like professionally, yeah. then, then that's the legitimacy that you need to give yourself. You know, you don't need a little blue check mark to mean it. That's but, right. Good point. Yeah. And for anybody out there who's in that situation, don't worry about that blue check mark. It doesn't mean anything. People know who's yeah. funny online from the tweets. What matters is that Cheetos sends you free flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, what matters is that you make Instagram friends now. with brands <laughs> online. <laughs> Um, that's the other thing that's so crazy to me because I come from like old school entertainment that is you you need to be a spokesman or a sponsor and this is prior to like vloggers on YouTube who build their own following that kind of changed the landscape a little but now anybody can be considered an influencer if you know whether they do it professionally or not if they just agree to endorse the product so it's like I don't know it's just this era of brands like really pulling one over on the public and in exchange for not actual pay, which is what you've earned, and nothing close to what we earn based on your endorsement, we're going to give you like a drop in the bucket, which is this free sample. Yeah. And you then, you know, you can say you hate it, you can say you love it, but the <clears> fact is promotion. they just want you to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so hey, it's, it's, it's true. Yeah, they're getting they're getting the better end of the deal right now. And yeah, guys, it's, uh, you need to know your worth. It's the wild west of like marketing out there right now. Like it's a changing yeah. landscape. Like it's never been changing sort of this quickly. Uh, and so um, marketers of all touch shapes and sizes are like trying to adapt. And uh, yeah, we got these influencers. We got this new uh, econ- gig economy. We got people who now that Instagram, yeah. you can buy products like with two clicks through Instagram. That was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically mm-hmm. all the platforms created this like two clicks to a purchase thing. So it's all being monetized. So you got to yeah, watch out, kids. It's all changing out there. <laughs> yeah. Wake up, kids. Wake up. Or enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Or just the ride. just yeah, take what Get is it? Take Cheetos. the blue pill uh, and just go back to the steakhouse. From the Matrix. I honestly, I know the lesson we're supposed to learn there, but I totally sided with the villain in that. A lot like, of people came out being mistake. like, eh, Joey Pants had some good points. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Pants, is that his? Is yeah, that his Joe, Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano? Yeah, we call him Joey Pants. <laughs> I like Joey Pants. Is he Canadian? No, I don't think so. Okay, he's like Italian American. All right. He's a good yeah, he's a good actor and go check him out in f- films through the 90s into today the early 2000s. He's the best. He's the best. All right, thanks for having me, Steven. Oh, Abby, we're getting to the best part of the show. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You know what I did that thing. I did <laughs> I heard it in your voice that you were wrapping up I, I, I was I was wrapping up the main discussion <laughs> and then i was segueing but that's great uh great uh what's it in- podcast instinct like you sense mm-hmm. this the wrap-up coming uh right yeah, right right very good <clears throat> i'm sure you've been on some 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 good podcasts what are some podcast highlights oh some favorites yeah golly i don't know i'm not gonna even list the actual favorites <laughs> i'm just gonna list the ones that pop into my head so it doesn't yeah. count but i think uh all podcasts are worth listening to if you like the um <laughs> The, the gimmick that they're selling. Like if you're into cocktails, you should listen to the episode I'm on where I drink a cocktail and that one cocktail podcast. You know what I mean? It's kind of mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. And now we will start to wind it down and we're getting into everyone's favorite part of the show. It's the questions from Twitter. So thank you to everyone Yay. who has sent in a question to at FOTS pod for Abby to answer. And the first question comes to us from friend of the show dave cactus at dave underscore cactus on twitter 
One of the best He's Daves. So funny. One of the best cactuses online. So funny <clears throat> and very nice. And you know what? He's pretty good at bass. Got to check him out on bass <laughs> wherever you are right what now. Is, oh, the, the instrument bass? I thought you were The bass. He plays app. bass. Yeah, this is some inside knowledge. Um, yeah, so Dave uh, asks Abby. Hello, Abby. Is it true Abby. that you will be giving Dave Cactus, me, his one big break into show business? I will, Dave, right now with my professional endorsement here on the FOTS podcast. Woo. Dave Cactus is very funny, and you should follow him. You heard it here, break, folks. <laughs> you heard it here. Account, yeah, from a verified account to in a huge, heavy endorsement uh, to an unverified account, Dave underscore Cactus on Twitter. You got to check him out. He probably has more followers than me. I don't know. I haven't checked lately, but he's probably doing pretty well on his own. I don't think he <laughs> needs a big break. He's doing fine. But yeah. we all want. I mean, I know that people with like 200 followers never wanted to give me a follow Friday. They'd be like, why should I give you a follow Friday? You have so many followers already. And I'm like, because I don't have your 200. Yeah. Every, like, you know, if you like just get all, one every, extra follower from yes, each. Yes. You just want, everybody always wants an endorsement. So yeah, Dave, here's your big break. You've got it. <clears throat> this is it. it. And I'll have to second there, second that um, notion. Dave Cactus is one of the best. If I haven't mentioned it before, mentioning it now, you got to follow him. You got to check him out. Hilarious tweets and uh, sideburns that just can't be beat. That's right. Sideburns that just won't quit. Dude is on a mural. (laughs) He is a huge mural. He's a part of his town. He's part of the history of his town. It's so cool. All right, so thank you very much, Dave, for the great question, and thank you, Abby, for that glowing endorsement. All right. Yep. Oh, I hear some clattering. That can only mean one thing. A reporter beast. Oh, the next question comes to us from at Flash Ember on Twitter. He's a Hi. clattering wildebeest, uh, and he's clattering up here, and it's a reporter beast fumbling with a mic. Uh, question okay. number one. Abby, is it true that you hate pineapples? I'm going to squash that rumor right now. I don't know how it got started, but I have frozen pineapple in my freezer right now for smoothies. And then I also thaw them in the microwave. I put them in oatmeal. All right. I will eat a pineapple. I had pineapple fried rice for lunch today. Whoa. No, the rumors are unfounded. The rumors are Pineapple and I are not getting divorced. We are very much in love. Squash that rumor. But how do you feel about squash? Uh, squash, you know what? I keep trying to make it work with squash. I put squash in some muffins before. Mm-hmm. I usually only eat it in the fall. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I put like butter and brown sugar on it, but I've been trying to eat less sugar. So I don't know how things are going to go with me and squash. Like if I can't figure out another way to have squash, it's, it's going to be over. Right. Not going to work in your oatmeal. Mm-mm. No, I've tried it and it doesn't, it doesn't work all that well. It all just right. makes it real thick and gloopy. I don't like the texture. Mm-mm. No, no. Got squash that rumor, but it is not true that she hates pineapples. Uh, pineapples are great. Yeah, I love pineapple <clears throat> scented things. I mean, we could we could talk a long. <laughs> we could go about. deep you have on pineapple pineapples. Podcast? Anyone out there? I'd love to be on it. That's a good niche. Just a pineapple podcast. Um, it's like uh, I only recently learned that that's a thing you put by your door for weird reasons to, to do what attract ants. No, no, you just like, it's like a symbolic thing. You know, like those weird symbolic things that are like cultural things, whatever. So apparently you put a pineapple by your door. It doesn't have to be real, but like any kind of like picture of a pineapple or like a a fake pineapple. So we have like a picture of a pineapple by our door, but I don't know what it is for, (laughs) but it's like, I don't know, but I know that is a thing. It could be helping your fertility. I mean, you got to look into your symbolism, Dave. I really do. Steve. It was my wife. My wife uh, hooked it up. So, uh, she knows, she knows what it's all about. Yeah. She knows. Shout out to, (laughs) shout out to cat. Uh, yeah. Pineapple door. It's a thing. A pineapple welcome. I've never heard of somebody following. Oh, it looks like it's an east. It's an east coast. Uh, it's an east coast thing. Um, I'm not. I'm only He's finding. The, I'm only, Are you doing your Jeff Goldblum impression? <laughs> again? I'm only finding stuff uh, that's like selling it. Uh, I'm not finding the the true information. Okay, so question number two: If you had to live on a deserted island until you died, what three timelines would you print off? Now to have there and nothing else. 
This is imagining that I would want to read the timeline like, how are on you my printed ca- paper and like, not want to use the printed paper for fire. Yeah, carrying these like, suitcases of printouts. <laughs> yeah, let's imagine on this deserted island, it's it's got electricity and Wi-Fi. Well, then I won't need to print off the things. You know, I have to be isolated to a point where I can't actually read their timelines. Okay, so I think the real the real crux of the question is whose timelines do I like to read? But I'm really hung up on the fact that I'm on a deserted island left to die. <laughs> With I don't paper. think reading anyone's timeline would be my priority <laughs> for entertainment. But who, who has a good entertaining timeline? This mm. is a good chance to shout out. This is like... Um, when you ask me what what are good podcasts right now, I my my mind is a soup of just people whose names I know and whose stuff I like to read. So I even tried to curate lists at one point on Twitter to show people like who I follow mm-hmm. and like, just so that I wouldn't have to rattle them off or follow Friday them. I'd be yes. like, just look at my list. Check I my list. Because uh, Shauna, see now I'm going to mess up her name too. But there's someone, some people who I retweet pretty regularly <laughs> who always make me laugh. Because Shauna Collie or Macaulay, I forget her name. She's a um, a writer. And she's African-American. She's a woman. She's pretty darn funny. She often will manually retweet a headline and then add her own spin, which I enjoy. Okay, so you get a little bit Number of news, a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, she'll keep me. Let's just say I get a running ticker. I didn't print off these timelines, but I still get a ticker coming in of a <laughs> hard copy timeline. Uh, hers would be that because it would keep me up to date on the headlines. And then um, my own because it's dynamite i like to like it's it's more like a like the way you have a scrapbook and you like look back at your own pictures and yeah. see how you've changed i really would print out my own just to be like you know stay encouraged and be like you were funny at one point good job kiddo <laughs> and then a third one i mean there there are a ton of women in my direct message group who make me laugh pretty regularly so it would kind of be like access to that that yeah. dm room the dm room um, print out the dm yeah, room pigeon fancier isabel shout Martin. out friend of the show yeah. isabel yeah great isabel's hilarious on there jennifer mcauliffe who's also canadian shout and funny, is on there J- uh jedi Gigi and dang it i can't remember these will names like i, I toggle between <laughs> people's actual names and their handle yes so joe there's a woman named joe who's super funny in that yep. group anyway they're all Right. So Abby many Feldman, great. Is she a friend of the show? She's super funny. So good. So many good Abbies, right? Yeah, dude. If your name's Abby, you need to join Twitter because <laughs> you belong there. That's where the Abbies are. And that used to be like a self-deprecating joke. I was like, you might know me from the internet, but now it's like, heck yeah, man. I like to write jokes pretty regularly. <laughs> yeah. and that's where I like to hang. That's like my favorite place to be yeah. besides real world places is on Twitter. Yeah, like jokes. I'm that person from Twitter. Like when people said that before, I was like, eh. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> and your, the question from beast is your favorite animal. Dang it. Well, like I have a very close relationship with my two dogs but I don't know, can they count as your favorite animal if, like, in real life you think a rhinoceros is super majestic? Like, rhinoceroses look like dinosaurs, but also unicorns, and also a hippo, which are super cute. And also they have, like, the bigness and the roundness of a manatee, but the toughness of an elephant. Elephants are pretty great, too. I think your answer is rhinoceros. I guess, but it's more like <clears throat> big creatures. I like blue whales. I like elephants. I like rhinos. They're smart. They're lovable. And gigantic. You wish you could hug them, but you can't because they could kill you. And it's just like, yeah, I think um, there's I have a soft spot for kind of misshapen things. That's why all my animals that I've ever rescued are like kind of broken down. Uh, health is failing and their and their looks are not that great because they're just like, I don't know, I have a soft spot for that. Maybe a wildebeest? How big is a wildebeest? Oh my gosh, it's been right there in front of me. <laughs> a wildebeest, sir. There you go. Uh, so thank you very much for the questions, Beast, uh, at Flash Ember on Twitter. Go ahead and clatter over to his timeline and give him a follow. Thank you so much. And the next question, as we start to wind it down, a couple more questions here, comes to us from Alama. I'm talking about at Llama in a Tux. This is a friend of the show. His name's He's Kevin. Classy llama. He's very classy. That's the tuxedo. And the question for Abby is, what's the greatest website on the internet other than Twitter? Kevin is very, very funny. Um, greatest website. Do people check out websites anymore? Like, <laughs> Twitter's an app in my phone. It, it, um, I believe it to be an app, up. but people call it a website. Or a I guess hell I would site. Instagram.com. I mean, that's the second place that there I spend go. my life is uh, if I'm not on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. 
But shout out uh, to all your I, accounts: Curly Comedy, the Nail Art one, the Dog no, one. No, no, no. There's way too many. There's some I haven't even listed anymore. Like there's some. There's some your, like, uh, what, capsule accounts. Instagram. Do you got that? Do you got a Finsta? I remember at one point I was running seven Instagrams and like twelve Twitter accounts just for friends and for family and just like and, and organizations and my church. Like I was just doing wow. everybody's Twitter and I was like, trust me, I'll get it going and then you pick it up. Social uh, media maven. But, um, but no, remember everything is terrible. Was that ever a website? I used to love the old footage that they would find. Mm, is that I, still a website? I don't everything remember that. But I th- no, it's it's like early internet. Maybe it was a Tumblr account. I don't know, oh, but wow. it was yeah, so yeah, it might have been funny. a Tumblr. Well, yeah. there you go. So thank you very much, Llama, for that great question. And now we get to the final question, sent in from friend of the show, the aforementioned Teeth Father. I'm talking about Brandon. I'm talking about at Le Bear Girdle. So great. And Brandon asks. Brandon. Was yes? Is it Brendan or Brandon? <laughs> it's Brandon. Brandon. Okay, sorry. I thought I heard Two Brandon A's. for a second. Brandon. Yeah, that's why I like him. <laughs> he's a he's got a unique spelling, like me. A V B I. Only me and Abby Jacobson that I know of spell it this way. Okay. And uh, and Brandon is my only Brandon that I know. <clears throat> so you guys can yeah you can um, commiserate over having the in- the interesting spelling. Having yeah, customer service people never know how to spell <laughs> your name or yeah. Starbucks or just spell it wrong, right? Like they just go ahead and guess yeah and that's fine too it is fine you got to keep the line moving (laughs) all right so (laughs) the question from brandon is abby um oh i'm okay i'm nervous what do you think about giving me an high five sometime it's been a while and you seem like you'd be able to really connect with me on a spiritual high five level also how are you so great Oh, man. Just snuck that in at the end. Let me just answer the first part first. Yeah, you can have a high five anytime. I mean, when it comes to giving a high five, I am a big. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a silly goose. And thanks for the compliment. And I'm going to leave that as a rhetorical question. The second one. Yeah, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. And I guess we'll just leave it at that. So thank you so much, Abby, for being a guest on the podcast. And uh, I wrap it up by playing that theme as we say our goodbyes. Thank you, Stephen. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. And everyone got to go check out Abby on all the aforementioned things. Instagram, Twitter, Curly Comedy. Don't forget, late night TV. (laughs) That's it. All right. Bye, Abby. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Abby. Please follow at Curly Comedy on Twitter and Instagram for more fun stuff. Her hilarious tweet with a reflection in a puddle is so great. You got to go check it out. And also, good listeners would follow at FOTS Pod on Twitter. Get notified about the latest episodes and when to send questions that are read on the show. And I am active on Twitter uh, at SkinnerSteven. Now, if you want more friends of the show, head over to www.stevenwskinner.com for all the old episodes or check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, thank you to Ruby Coast for the music and thank you to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so much for listening. Send me a message. I am Stephen W. Skinner saying have a great one.